0: Hey, I'm Rebecca. This is a podcast for all my single ladies. Cue the laughs, life lessons, and all things love. Welcome to Dating in the Bay. Now, let's get to it. Hey, hey, welcome back. Today, my guest is a good friend of mine. Her name is Tiffany, and she lives in LA. But before we get to her conversation, I'm starting every episode with answering a listener question. So if you happen to have a question and you're a listener, you can just shoot me a question that you have on your mind at the Dating in the Bay Instagram account, and I'll answer it here. So this week's question says, how do I get the courage to try online dating? I'm 49 and pretty scared, but I know I need to try it. Well, I would say grab a glass of wine, maybe grab a friend if you can, and download a single app. Start with one to keep it manageable for yourself. But... Maybe take some new pictures or find some pretty recent pictures as well. And then add a couple spicy, you know, flirty answers. And that's it. It's really super simple. There's no way to really do it wrong. But if you want me to look at your profile, I'd be more than happy to. That goes for anyone who's listening as well. Just shoot me a DM with some screenshots. I love looking at profiles. I don't know why. I think it's just really fun. Actually, this past weekend, one of my good girlfriends, she is recently back on the market. so we grabbed some wine and we made her profile, a new profile. So she's already actually gone on two dates, I think, and even received a compliment on how great her profile is. So it really just goes to show that once you actually jump into the dating pool, it's really not that bad. So I think for this person who wrote in, I think almost the fear is worse than actually being on the apps. So yeah, just grab a glass of wine and do it. Welcome to Dating in the Bay.
1: Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here and tell you about dating in
0: LA. Dating in the Bay, dating in LA. I'm especially excited to have you on because I actually haven't told you this before. But when I heard your podcast a couple of years ago, I loved your energy about dating and kind of just how you talked about it. And I remember writing in my notepad, <laughs> I remember dogs, you said that you said quote, I'm a star. And so I wrote it in my...
1: <laughs> I have a fun story about I'm a star. Do you know where that originated? So when I was younger, I would go to our... We had this bathroom that had like my dad's side and my mom's. Side. I had mirrors all around and I would just literally go to the mirrors and say, I'm a star, I'm a star, I'm a star. And literally my siblings always make fun of me for when I was a kid and I would just go around saying I'm a star. Like I had way too much confidence for a little baby kid. I love it. I feel
0: like most people don't have enough. So that's awesome.
1: (laughs) I need to be stopped. So my sister made me a mug for my birthday one year that said I'm a star on it. (laughs) And now anytime like anything good happens, I'll just say it's because I'm a star. (laughs) But I do think like when it comes down to dating... You should have that feeling about yourself because if you go into it, not thinking that you are the best, you're going to let people treat you not the way you want to be treated. Just seeing this stuff that you reposted on the Dating in the Bay story, asking people what their worst dating experience was, I thought, oh my God, I'm so blessed because I've had nothing close to any of those situations. The worst was probably like me not thinking they're cute or them being boring. So (laughs) I think it goes back to just knowing your worth and not even engaging in conversations with people who you don't think are at your star level.
0: I love that star level. Okay. So are you single still? I'm still single. I'm
1: single. I mean, you know, I think dating during this time is really hard. One, you don't know what people's comfort levels are in terms of doing outdoor dining or going on a walk. I think video calls can be very exhausting. I've done my fair share of those. And I started to double, triple stack those because I think the type of energy that is taken from you should only happen once a week. So if you're going to talk to three people, have it on one night.
0: You do three back to back to back?
1: Yeah. Um, wow. And I was talking to this guy and I told him I did that. And he's like, oh, that's kind of like disingenuous. And I said, why? I don't owe anything to the people that I'm having an initial call with. It would be different if I'm going out on like three park dates with people and I wouldn't do that. But the energy that a call takes from you, especially for an extrovert like me, where I love experiences and that's why I love dating. It's not even like the person is like, obviously the great part of it, but if the person ends up being horrible and not horrible in the sense of like, with those stories you shared, but just no connection, at least we shared like a really cool experience together. And if you're stripping that away, from the dating process, then I think that I need to do what will preserve my sanity and just keep it streamlined to like, this is what I'm willing to allocate in terms of video days. We're going to keep it like one night a week. And then if someone permeates past that initial screening, then I'll, I'll focus on them I think during COVID, you don't want to try to, like, see multiple people. And that's also, like, not for me. So then I'll focus on them. But uh, up until the point of, like, meeting someone in real life, I think you should just keep it to one night a week and batch. I love being productive. So if I can batch... Like, yeah.
0: you're all about efficiency.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I... Yeah, I really am about efficiency. Some people joke that I like date the way that I work, which is how do I streamline this process? How do I get the biggest bang for my buck? And I think there are some good things and some maybe things that I could improve on on the process, but I do think it works.
0: Back in the pre-COVID days, I would always stack my dates or I would, if the first date was going well, I would just postpone the second date. Or I would always have something going on so that I could always hedge, basically, so that I'm never having a bad date. But then in COVID, I've really forgotten my own rules, and I've had so many in-person bad dates, and then I just have to go home after, and I'm like, I didn't have anything planned, so now I need to remember to stack, start stacking again, but not, not you know, in person.
1: Yeah, I think don't stack the in-person, stack the phone, the phoners, the screeners. And I, I have some tips about how to do that as well, because I think in the beginning of COVID, I would be on these two hour long calls. But now what I do is let's jump on a quick five to 10 minute call, just feel each other out. I'm really busy, but I still want to talk to you and like get a vibe. And if there's a vibe, like let's figure out the like next step of like taking it in person, going for a walk, because I'm also not interested in investing my time in these pen pal, video pal relationships, because That's not fulfilling me. So like maybe for a guy, it fulfills his need of having conversation. But I think it's also this time has taught me to do like what's right for me. And definitely in the past with dating, I would always want to accommodate the guy and his schedule. And I think now it's making me be more vocal about my needs and wants. I feel like you
0: really have to advocate for yourself because if you don't, then you're just going to be walked all over.
1: You do have to advocate. And I think, I don't know, like I would never let those situations happen to me. I oh mean, yeah. No,
0: I would leave. Like, and I'm really good at leaving <laughs> because you just have to walk away when it's not pleasant. End it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely think don't do that. I, now I feel like it's even easier to like, really know how you feel about something. Like if I go on a date and after I think, Wow, like this was really energizing, and I want to see them again. That's where I want to follow. If I was just like, wow, I feel like we were on the Tiffany cruise ship, and I'm the cruise director, (laughs) and I'm exhausted from the performance that I just put on, Mm -hmm. that's a bad sign. So, how do you match each other's energies? Has been more at the forefront
0: yeah and then going back to the five to ten minute quick call do you think ever so i struggle with it because i don't want to get stuck on a call that's three hours long because i think that's too draining and also can send the wrong message that you have time that they can just kind of walk all over so i always kind of want to keep it short but i feel like also if it's five to ten minutes it can be like you're almost looking for a reason not to meet them
1: You know what I mean? No, I mean I think, you know, you know when you're attracted to someone in the first second, like the first like words that come out of their mouth, the way that they present themselves. But do we trust that? Like I can't trust my gut anymore. Like every time I think trust your gut, you know the answer. And I think we've just been so conditioned and programmed to second guess ourselves like oh you're being you're not giving this person a chance or guys never do that you know i think that we have to be better about not sacrificing how we feel because of outside pressures of who we should be. So many times, especially when I was younger, I would be the resume chaser. Like, oh, this person is great on paper, but I don't even connect to them. Like, I don't want to hang out with them, but like they have everything to the T of what I say I'm looking for. And I really had to, especially during this time, I've realized I am that person for me. I don't need the other person to be that. If they're coming into my life, they should be additive. So like, how are they bringing something different than what I'm already bringing to myself? I bring the resume for myself.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know why? So you know how people always say, oh, I'm looking for my other, like my better half, like when they're, you know, introducing, like, no, you're a full person and you can like then have a bonus person. But don't look, don't define yourself as a half person. You're
1: a whole person. You're a whole person. And I don't know. I think about all the people. I think about like the partnerships that I admire. And I think it really is a partnership. It's Mm -hmm. two people who are great on their own, who have gotten to a, a place where they like their friend group. They are doing well in their work situation. They have their things that fulfill them. And it's like, what's that like sprinkle on top? that really like pulls all of those experiences together. I think the hard part is during this time, like the wins that I've had, you know, whether it's at work or whether it's with friends or family, I want to be able to share those. And like recently I was with a friend and I told him about like a win at work and he's like, this is what you shouldn't do with a guy, like brag about your wins. And I'm like, what? Like, I work so hard, like literally it was so hard. I want to be able to like share that with someone and they should be, they shouldn't tell me, oh, like you're bragging about your life. They should be like, that's so amazing. I've seen how hard you work and you like deserve to say that you're proud of yourself.
0: Okay, I'm going to switch gears for us. How would you describe LA dating like in general? Because I feel like the perception to me is that Well, A, it's all celebrities. Or the the biggest complaint I've heard is that nobody wants to go anywhere to meet somebody because traffic is so bad.
1: I think you will find exactly what you're looking for in LA. I have friends who only find the surfing guys, right? And they are more obsessed with the looks of the person. So they're like, oh, this person looks great. But then they are upset when they have to end up paying for the date or situations like that. And it's like, if you're crystal clear about what you're looking for and what you want, you'll find that in LA. So when people come and say like, Oh, there are only artists in LA or only, you know, starving artists in LA or what have you surfers in LA or the distance is what's keeping us apart. I think one, you have to be flexible. So like there was someone that lived on the other side of the town and I and I live here. Like for the first dates, you know, find... If the person's really looking for something, you guys can meet in the middle. And I think that's totally fair. I think making someone come to your area for either party isn't fair. Because at the end of the day, it is two people's investment in time and in money. I was recently telling someone that like... I kind of like the fact that like these dates are very low cost in that like one's a video call, then it's like a picnic and then it's a walk because then you don't owe the other person anything. And the person's like, well, you never have to feel that way regardless. But I do think that if you're a human, you have compassion and you care and you don't want someone to spend their money on you. If you aren't bringing any value to the table, you know, like I'm not, so, you look at it so, um, what's the word like a like a business? Yeah, like, this yeah a I mean, you know, like I think that's why people get burnout. I hear the guy's perspective like, I went on these dates with this girl and I paid for these dinners, and then she wasn't even interested. And that's when after the first date, like, I do like a coffee, and if I'm not interested, you stop it because. It's not fair to the guy. And this is why guys have the bad taste in their mouth. Like respect each other. Like in dating, that's like what I want to say. Like respect the other person.
0: I definitely agree with you on respecting the person. But I think that. I feel like overall women, we have to childbirth, we have to take care of kids overall, we make less money. I think the least the guy can do is buy a coffee and a dinner, like but at the very I don't beginning. I think that's
1: the case anymore. I mean, I think it's slowly changing. You hear right now how a lot of guys don't have jobs, a lot of guys aren't making any money, and they are the ones who are like also taking care of the kids and later in the relationship. So I, I don't think that's across the board, but I do think it is changing. The dynamic is changing and I don't know why that I think that there are like multiple reasons for why that's happening and I do understand that but I also think it's up to us to be like hey I'm not on my past dates that I've gone during quarantine I haven't worn any makeup like I've thrown away all of my makeup because I'm going natural and I haven't bought any new clothes I'm not doing like fast fashion anymore and I'm gonna come in as me, and I'm not the things that would cost money for me to go on this date. I'm just not spending money on. So I understand the other point of view. And if the guy isn't interested in me because I'm not. Glammed up and, you know, have this hair and makeup look and this new outfit, then it's probably not going to be a match. But I think the argument of like, well, I spent this much money getting ready and like, that's not me, right? Like, I don't want to be the trophy wife. I do want to have my own career and job up and do. And that look that I'm presenting is just not sustainable for the quality of life <laughs> that I have. Right. Yeah.
0: Did you used to get your hair done before
1: dates? Yeah. I used to I used to get my hair done every week. Like Oh really? Yeah. Just I used to get my hair done. I used to get my nails done. I used to have a makeup subscription where I could go unlimited and get my makeup done. I used to have hair blown out subscriptions. Like if you could imagine someone who does the most on these dates and like always shows up, it was me. And and that's where, like, that expectation then came from the other side. Like, I'm trying so hard. Like, I think a lot of these times it's, well, reflect on yourself. And if it's making you feel that way, you can change how you feel. Like, it's not that person's fault that I decided to invest all that money and all those things. So what
0: happened Was it just COVID that made you kind of reevaluate it or what happened? Because I didn't realize you were, that sounds like a lot of effort.
1: It was a lot of effort. I, and a lot of money. Yeah, it was a lot of money. It was a lot of effort. I think COVID caused me to slow down. And I think it caused me to like really assess the root causes of things. You know, I think what the media always puts in our mind is that like, you have to look like this perfect bachelorette Barbie doll to get the guy of your dreams. But going on dates with guys who were the bachelor equivalent and their energy just being so not for me and just because they looked the part didn't make them more attractive to me. What made them attractive is like, how their energy like how they felt like who they were what they brought to the table in terms of like how they made me feel and so looking back at myself it's like these superficial things that I think this other person wants on a certain level like I'm sure I'm not coming. I'm not coming to these dates disheveled. You know, like I'm taking a shower. I'm, you know, I'm brushing my hair. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You
1: wearing know, really a nice dress that I feel comfortable in, but I'm not putting in that much effort to try to trick someone into liking me. And I think that's what we've always been really programmed to do, especially like with all these ads on the internet and what comes through, it's always like, I need, my skin needs to be clearer. I need to be skinnier. I need to, you know, have this makeup look. I need my hair to be long and flowing. All these things that we need to pay to get that the reality is, is that like, that's not sustainable for your mental health like doing all of that and showing up in that way I wasn't able to focus on like the inside of Tiffany the true value that I bring which is like my energy and how I make people feel and so I think stripping away all these things that I thought guys were really looking for and just being me like That's what one has made me more centered and balanced and showing up in the right way. But also knowing that at the end of the day, this guy isn't liking me for this makeup look or my long flowing locks or this, you know, super perfect outfit. They're liking me for me. And so whatever happens throughout the relationship, if I stop doing all those things, I know that the person will still be here and you don't have to live in this constant fear of like, did they just get from with me for all those other things?
0: Oh yeah, we all age. We're all gonna, you know, be old and frail. And I feel like it's also just like the idea of perfection when everyone tries to be perfect it's like everybody's has these huge walls up you know all these masks and you're just taking just can't connect with anybody when you're operating like that
1: right like no one wants a fake person you know and i think about all the people that i've like developed crushes on over time getting to know them. And I that attraction might have not been in the in the beginning. But like the way that they made me feel the way that they made me laugh the way that like, I could see something that they do. And it just makes me smile. Like, those are the signals that I know that like, I want to be around this person for an extended period of time. And I don't want to be around this person just because they're hot and they make me feel like I'm attractive. I want to be around this person because they're just dumb. Like, like we can both be silly. And like, they aren't so prim and proper. Like they have this, I think about... As like, you know, even TikTok, the brand, like the cringe effect. Like I want someone, or even like, you know, I don't want someone perfect. I always say I want someone who's like 70% together and 30% ratchet. Like there has to just be like this imperfection to them, which makes me cool. Yeah.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to part one. If you check out part two right now, you'll hear me do a deep dive of Tiffany's Hinge profile with her. And we also answer a bunch of Q and a grab bag assortment questions. And we each give some of our own personal dating tips and tricks to stay in survival mode out there. So check it out and let me know what you think.